Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about some tips if you are in a season of motherhood overwhelm, because that is the season that I currently feel like I am in. And if you're new or you don't know, I have two boys, six and three, um, soon to be seven and four. And I also have um, an almost eight week old. And so just trying to figure out, you know, with two kids, there's usually a nap time. The other one can be playing and you can give more attention. And with two, maybe one can be distracted with something. You play with the other and switch. Um, But with three, it's just, you know, it's been an adjustment because sometimes it feels like, you know, by the time you do all the things for the baby, okay, now she's been awake long enough. Now she's ready for a nap. Now I have to go put her to sleep. And, um, you know, just getting in new rhythms and routines and all that. And so the other, you know, the, the other challenge is not only are you caring for the kids, you know, whether you stay home with them or not there's work and then there's home management. And if you are like me, you have a husband who's a hunter and unfortunately he hasn't gotten a deer yet. So there's been lots of, lots of, um, weekends full of hunting, which, you know, is totally fine with me, but it also creates more, um, more of that, like, well, less time to do things with the help of somebody else, I should say. So here are my five tips, the things that I have been thinking about that I have been kind of trying to do and transitioning into more. And the first one, and I've been trying to do this for a long time, but especially now is being really realistic about what you can do. And reminding yourself that there's not much else more important than the connection with your child. And one thing that I've been finding lately is that because I'm trying to do all these things, you know, I have the three kids, I'm trying to keep the house clean, I'm trying to work as well. Um, And, you know, my three-year-old might come up to me and ask if I can play and maybe I'm in the middle of dishes and instead of just kind of putting the dishes down and recognizing this season, he is going, like when he asks, he, he needs that connection because the connection is not as much anymore, right? Like I have to feed the baby. I have to put her to sleep. I have to change her. You know, these are things she can't be doing by herself. And I've been finding myself saying like, when I'm done with this, well, then it's like, okay, by the time I'm done with that, then the baby probably needs something. Or maybe my other son needs something. And I'm just missing these opportunities when it really is most important. Like, I don't want him to feel like I don't have time for him. And yes, obviously, you know, the dishes are important. Work is important. But 
really prioritizing what's most important to me and what's most important to me is that my kids feel loved and seen and heard and all of that. And I can find time to figure out the other stuff or get help with that. And I think especially in difficult seasons, it's more important than ever to really pay attention to, you know, am I giving my child the attention that they're asking for? This isn't just like, oh, I have to give them attention all the time. But especially when your child is seeking you out to ask you, are you putting the thing down and showing them that they're more important than maybe a cleaner kitchen, you know, like those things can wait, even though sometimes it feels like, you know, my brain needs this clean right now. (laughs) Um, and so my action step for you, because this is what I need to, so maybe you're like me because I love lists. And honestly, I am the person that if it's not on the list and I did it, sometimes I will write it down so I can cross it off like that. (laughs) silly but true and if it's not on a list for me these days I will probably forget because I feel like there's so many things just in general as moms that you know is in our brain that we're thinking about all the time but especially you know being sleep deprived and all of that and so what I have really really started thinking hard about is what one to two things do I need to get done today in each category And so for me, as far as the house goes, the things that I want to have done by the time my husband gets home and, you know, really sooner than that, but that is the goal is to have the dishes done and the counters clean. And that helps me feel like, you know, all the other things are just, you know, stuff that can be put away. But if that is dirty and messy, that bothers me. And so that is my like, home management thing. And I've also, you know, required the kids to unload the dishes. So it's, you know, kind of building in help. And I'm going to get to that one later. So I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But, you know, with work, like there's so many things that I want to get done. And because I like lists, sometimes I'll also feel like, you know, maybe there's like a good day and I got a bunch of things done. And so then I'm thinking, oh, I can do this. This is like a little task. And so then I have this really long list and then I don't get to the things. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't get anything done, which is really not true. Um, But it looks that way according to my list. So really shrinking down what you are actually requiring of yourself. And then what I also do is create like either a separate brain dump. So everything that I needed or want to get done, or I will make like a separate little list on that page in my planner of like, if I have more time, here's the other things that I would like to get done. Um, I think having it written down is necessary, like I said, for me, because otherwise I'll forget it. But it's also an easy way, like say you have some extra time, then you can go to that next thing on the list and you don't have to spend time trying to figure out what that is. You could just have it prepared. Okay, number two for my five tips if you are feeling overwhelmed. Play is key. So if you're like me, play is, it feels like a lot more work for me in the moment because it doesn't come natural. Like what comes naturally to me is to listen to upsets and that sort of thing play, you know, like board game easy, but like full on imaginative pretend play that is more difficult for me. 
But I find that if I put in the work up front, even and just like push myself, even though I don't really sometimes want to do it, it ends up working out in my favor way better than anything else because it becomes connecting. There's especially, you know, if you're in a season of overwhelm, it's probably you're probably having less connection with your kids than you might otherwise have. And play is a really, really good way to get some good connection where you don't have to spend like an hour playing. Like if you have some really good engaged focus play for even 10 minutes, your child has gotten in some good connection and then, and then maybe you need to tend to the baby or maybe you need to do a task in the kitchen. Um, and it's just, it's just fun. Like once you get into it, it's, it's hard sometimes again, if you're like me, maybe you're like play is so fun and easy to me and I applaud you. (laughs) I'm working on that. Um, but it's something I have to be consciously choosing and thinking about, but it's really fun. Like once you get into it, once you push past the, like, Oh, I don't really feel like doing it. (laughs) Um, so for example, I want, I wanted to give a couple examples because sometimes I think at least for me, it can just be hard. Um, so last night I did a grocery pickup and I've been starting to require the kids to help me unpack the groceries because I just don't think that it's necessary for me to make the meal plan, order the groceries, or, you know, go to the store, pick them up, whatever, bring them home, unload everything. Like, I think there could be help there. And I want to teach my boys to help their wives someday, you know, like not just sit on the couch or whatever. And one of my boys just makes it pretty clear that he doesn't want to do it or it's not fair. He shouldn't have to do it. And often I want to just kind of like get into lecture mode, but I decided how can I make this fun and playful? And I think there's different kinds of play. And so at this point, what I thought of was I'm going to ask each of my boys to find something that I purchased. So, you know, Huxton, you find the celery and Miles, you find the crackers or whatever. And then once they find it and put it away, then there's another thing. And that really, like, it seems really simple because it is, but it kept them engaged. It was fun for them. And then there wasn't that, like, me getting annoyed at them, or at least one of my children, (laughs) being bothered by the fact that they have to help and kind of getting into that, you know, mode of feeling like I want to lecture him on (laughs) that he can help me. Um, so I am thinking that I'm going to dive more into play over on my Instagram. If it's something that you're really interested in, you're not on Instagram, come over and follow me. Or, um, if you're like, I I don't do Instagram, but I really love it. Send me an email so that I know, but I'm going to be doing like a 12 days of play type of resource, because I think we all can use the reminder, especially as we get busy with the holiday season behaviors tend to uptick during holidays because there's more sugar, there's more outings, there's more celebrations, um, which just creates, tends to create more emotions. And um, so I just wanted to share some different ways of playing and some examples of how you can play and just some little tips here and there. And so the little spinoff of 12 Days of Christmas, we're going to do 12 Days of Play. So again, go follow me over on Instagram and I'm going to be starting that in December, early December. I'm not sure if if I'll start the first or not, but um, if you're not on Instagram, let me know if that's something you're interested in and I can maybe shoot you the emails. Um, Okay, number three, 
I have been working on designated times for scrolling on social media and then choosing something else for downtime. So for me, you know, I'm at home pretty much all day, every day, because despite it being difficult, it honestly feels easier than going out in the frigid cold with three kids. But it also means I don't really have much connection to the outside world. Just like our kids, we as parents and adults need connection too. So often I will try and get that connection from social media, which might seem weird maybe to some people, but in the moment, sometimes it feels connecting because I'm kind of getting a peek into the outside world, but obviously there's no reciprocation, right? Unless like I'm sending a message and they're sending it back, but often I'm just like watching stories and sometimes I just mindlessly scroll because I'm tired and overwhelmed and it's like an escape. So this weekend I decided like enough was enough because I've realized the more that I do like scrolling and spend time there, I'm quicker to anger or quicker to being frustrated because I'm getting overstimulated. My brain is never resting because in those moments of rest, I am not letting my brain rest. So I decided that when I'm, you know, waiting to make sure Luella is asleep before I lay her down or I'm sitting on the floor in my boys' room while they fall asleep, instead of just scrolling through, I'm going to read on my Kindle or Bible app. And it has just become a really great way to do things that I want to get done in my day, but also that I love. Um, I've always loved reading and I just haven't had much time for it. So it's a great way to get that in and just still not saying like I can never scroll, but like, when am I going to plan that? And then when I am, when it's not those times, I'm not going to be picking up my phone I'm going to be doing other things. Okay, I'm back. I had to pause and go feed baby. Um, But I'm going to jump back up to number two, play, because I forgot. Um, I didn't write this down, but it happened tonight and I wanted to share it because I think it just kind of speaks to what I'm getting at here and how play can feel maybe overwhelming in the moment to like push ourselves to do it, especially when we're feeling like we have all these other things to do, but how it's so helpful and that is, um, so I was trying to get my kids some supper plates ready. My husband was with Luella and, um, my oldest was about to go to wrestling and my middle child was just like running around crazy, yelling all the things. And normally it'd be easy to be like, just sit down, stop doing that, you know, kind of getting into that more like consequence type thing. But I have really been working on trying to connect through play because I know my kids love it. And um, so instead, and, and again, because it's not like second nature to me, it's something I have to actually think about and choose to do. I was like, okay, what, like in, in my mind, I was thinking like, what quickly could I get him to do? Um, what is he into? And he really wanted to play, like he was kind of wanting to play superheroes. And I had these activities out on the table, nothing major. It was just like in this pack that we had matching like the number on the fish to the number on the like fish on the board. And then there was another one where it was like four different pictures and you had to match the picture of the person to the picture of the season that they belong to. And so I just like quickly said, okay, um, superhero training, your first task is 
to match these fish to their matching fish number on this, you know, this map thing. And he thought that was the coolest thing. And so then I, you know, then I broke it up. So instead of doing the other table task, I said, okay, now your task for superhero training is to bear walk in. Um, then we did the other table activity and then we did another movement activity. And then he was officially a superhero and he thought that was so fun and then after my husband took my oldest to wrestling practice and I had magically gotten Luella to stay asleep for a little while he wanted to for me to go through superhero training and it was almost a little bit like special time in the fact that he was in control because he had told me uh, um, that I needed to clean the cars that were being played with in the floof. So they had floof on them, which if you don't know what that is, it's like, it's almost like marshmallow fluff. Um, I don't know really how to describe it. It's not like sticky like that, but it, they kind of make it smell like that. I don't know. Anyways. And, and then my other task was to, so in our like it was supposed to be Luella's room eventually. We had brought all the toys downstairs, but eventually a bunch of Legos migrated up there. And so he like, they kind of build all around the room. It's not like a huge room or anything, but then there tends to be Legos all over the floor. And so then my next task for superhero training was to clean up the Legos. And I just thought it was funny because he was totally exerting control over me. Like, okay, you have to do what I say because this is superhero training. And I could have been like, no, I'm not cleaning that up. But I thought it was a really great opportunity to give him that option of control that he doesn't get a lot. And especially now, like he's not in control of where my time goes as much. Um, and so it was just kind of like special time a little bit in that way. So I really just wanted to share that to encourage you that play is so helpful and so beneficial. It's so connecting, which improves behavior. And it also will afford you more time after that to get something done if needed. It helps just get your child, like I said, connected, but that has benefits not only for you, but if you're, you know, if you have siblings or multiple kids, I guess, um, the sibling, the ability for siblings to like get along while you need to do something else is much greater after they've had some connection in play. Plus it's a really fun way to like, if you are trying to do something in the kitchen or laundry or whatever it might be, or a work task, you can be kind of incorporating play kind of like I was doing while I was making the plates. I was telling him, okay, your superhero training, do this task. And then he would do it. So I wasn't necessarily playing in the sense of like, I had to do the play but I was helping him kind of get into play, if that makes sense. Okay, so back to the list. Number four, be proactive with your schedule. Again, some of these things up front feel like a little bit more work, but they will so help with overwhelm. And it it might be something that takes some time and some figuring out and some you know trial and error. And so just thinking about what do you need to do or what do you need to get done? And you know maybe also what time do you need this is something I think about for myself, for you, or for some space, because, you know, if, if you stay at home, I mean, even if you don't, you're probably pretty constantly busy. And for me, the transition from two to three kids, it's like, there is literally no downtime because the second there's downtime, you know, I either need to do something in the kitchen, make food clean. I need to do a work task or, you know, baby is sleeping and wakes up or baby needs to go to sleep or something like there's always something to do there's never 
I feel like there's literally no downtime. And so one of the biggest things that I'm working on is for Luella's naps because I feel like at this point I need to bring her into the room where it's dark and the sound machine can be on so that she is actually getting some good rest versus just being out wherever we are. But for me, that means my older boys are like free reign around the house and that isn't a problem for me. Like I, I trust them. I'm not worried about that part, but what often happens is that they will end up fighting. And even if it seems like things are going really well, when I'm not there to kind of, you know, pop in if I need to, then it's like things just go awry. And then, you know, it becomes frustrating for them. It's frustrating for me. And so I'm just trying out different things to help them stay occupied because I know at this point I can't expect them to not have some of those fights, especially because, you know, we're not getting as much time together and connection together as we normally would be just because of the fact that we have a new baby here. So for example, like today, this looked like, you know, when I needed to put her down for a second nap, I let them watch a short Christmas movie. Um, Thinking about designated play options or spaces. So one of the times I had to go put her down and they were eating. And so I said, okay, after you're done eating, either, you know, I ask them or I say, you know, you go play with the Legos and you go do X, Y, Z or asking them what do they want to do. I've also had conversations with them about where do you want to play and basically when I'm not out here you are to stay there unless you have to go to the bathroom and so just trying to figure out like proactively what's going to work you know I know I'm gonna have another nap coming up is that gonna be a time for a show is that gonna be a time where one of them comes and rocks in the chair with me is that gonna be a time where you know I have prepared an activity for them to do maybe separately. (laughs) Um, And so for you, that might be something totally different, but how can you be proactive with your schedule to take out some of that extra frustration? Like, yes, upfront, the planning feels like another task, but does the benefit of doing that outweigh the fact that if I don't, there's going to be more fighting, there's going to be more yelling and screaming, hurting each other, and that not only amps them up, but then it gets me frustrated. Is that being a little bit more work up front worth it to me to have less fighting? And for me, the answer is absolutely yes. So another thing that I have implemented is requiring a a quiet time. So if you don't have one of those, I never did that um, because I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And it felt, it just felt challenging to be honest, but I one day explained to my oldest why I felt he needed a quiet time and how long it was going to be and what that would mean and when we were going to start it. And he didn't like it, but I used that as an opportunity for stay listening instead of trying to continue to reason with him and all of that stuff. I laid it out there. I opened it up for his ideas. And of course his ideas was just not do it or to do it shorter. And I just basically said, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not the option. We are going to do it. And then, you know, for like two or three days, he kind of whined a little bit about it, but I was proactive in here's some things you can do. He's really into worksheets. So I printed off a bunch of different worksheets and had them ready for him. So how can you be proactive in 
whatever that looks like for you. And then number five, which, you know, if you're going in, in importance, I didn't do these in any particular order, but pray, 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 pray. I think that it's really easy to forget to do that because we're constantly going, going, going. But I, you know, especially when you're overwhelmed, I feel like for me, um, I'm feeling kind of triggered more into anger and frustration than I would like to be. Like, I just feel like I was so calm and just handled everything so calmly and I didn't get triggered very easily. And when I did, I could manage it really well. And when there is never any downtime, it's so much easier to be triggered. And so just finding those moments and praying, you know, before, like, as I'm wanting to respond in anger, praying for, you know, wisdom, for guidance, for patience, for peace, (laughs) whatever it looks like. And, you know, these aren't perfect prayers by any means. Um, And using some of that time, like, instead of, you know, how I said, scrolling or the downtime to read, even using some of that to just sit and, you know, while I'm rocking, just praying, you know, for help or guidance or wisdom, you know, as, as you're navigating different behaviors, asking for help with those. Um, you know, a lot of the things that I've been praying for now is like help playing and ideas for playing because sometimes that's the hardest part in the moment like there's not like a prescription for if your child does this this would be a great play right it's it's ever evolving and constantly changing and I think that you know my background as an OT has helped me because that's what I did in sessions you know I'd have to see what happened and adjust and modify and that's kind of what I'm doing with the play but because it's more challenging for me that's something that I've been you know praying more about and, um, you know, if, if you're needing help, you know, praying for somehow that you can get help. And that's the other thing, you know, maybe like a bonus tip is obviously asking for help. And I think that's pretty cliche. You know, everybody would say that. And if you're like me, that's challenging. Like sometimes I see these posts on Instagram that are like, you know, you have to take care of yourself as a mom so you can take care of other kids or your kids. And sometimes I get frustrated by that because I get the sentiment and I know it's important to take care of myself, but it's like, okay, I literally cannot set aside 30 minutes in this season of my life to do a workout. Would I like to? I sure would because I, (laughs) I am not pleased with how my body is right now and I want to work on that, but I literally don't have that option. Like it just, it does not work because like I said before, the second I feel like everything is calm and under control, something shifts. And the same thing with help, you know, like I've seen people recently on Instagram who have had babies, more so influencers, and they have this help. Like people come and just stay with them for like a month or, you know, one person was like, oh, I just, you know, I just spend time in my room pretty much for six to eight weeks. And I'm just like, that is amazing that, that these people can do that. But like, I, that's, (laughs) that's not an option. You know, like I was lucky to get two weeks with my husband home because he didn't like, they didn't have work lined up yet. Not because, you know, we were just able to do that. And then, you know, at three weeks, I'm like doing all the things and I can't just sit around even though I want to do that. 
but finding ways like how can I get help? And, you know, I was just thinking, you know, I know people like my mom, for example, would love to help to do stuff, but like she has to work during the day. So it's not realistic to have somebody helping me in that way, but thinking about, well, how could I get help in other ways? One of my biggest struggles is meal prepping (laughs) and for myself, because it's, you know, really difficult to get a meal down. And so I was just thinking, you know, I could ask for help for her to come over, you know, one morning sometime or whatever time and either watch the kids or kind of direct her in what I need help with. And so just thinking outside the box of like, how can you actually get the help that you need? And it might look different than what a lot of people share, you know, like, yeah, you might really want help with somebody to come take the load off of like, I want to go take a nap or something. And that just might not be realistic for you. Like, it's not for me. (laughs) You know, I don't, my friends are very spread out and everybody works, (laughs) you know, like there's, there's just not that opportunity. And so if that's the case for you, I just want to encourage you to think about what is like one of your biggest needs and how could you be creative in solving that problem and getting help for that, whatever that thing is. So sorry, that's like a little jumpy all over the place, but that's kind of my brain these days. (laughs) But I hope you found some helpful nuggets there. I also want to just remind you, if you are struggling with a child who hits or kicks, throws, bites, any of that type of physical behavior, and you want some help with that because it's overwhelming and defeating and can feel isolating and lonely, I have been there. And because I've been there and know how challenging it is, I created a mini course about exactly what to do to kind of transform that behavior and significantly decrease it. I'm not going to say it disappears because there can always be flare-ups, but it walks you through exactly what to do, when, how to do it, a whole bunch of, you know, frequently asked questions and answers to those, and just some additional tips that can really help you to help your child work through those things so that you're not dealing with it on a day-to-day basis. And if that's something that you're interested in, I would highly encourage you to go immediately to the show notes, click on the details for that course, because early bird pricing and my $200 bonus, free bonus, is going to be expiring on November 30th, 2023, in case you're listening, (laughs) like somewhere in the very distant future. Um, so if you want to snag that, go check that out because it's only going to last for a couple more days and then it will still be available, but the price will go up and the bonus will no longer be there. So anywho, if that's something you're interested in, check it out in the show notes. Otherwise I will chat with you next week. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.